Hello! Welcome! Welcome, welcome to my mind! Here we have chicken sandwich! Some chicken sandwiches! Would you would you like a chicken sandwich? And we're back. We're back. Not that we went anywhere, but we're back. Are we happy to be back? I am. I'm stoked. I'm happy to bring another exciting episode of my mind. You're probably wondering why I put on a really high pitched voice and asked for a chicken sandwich. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I'm, I'm going to do it. Um, I was working at this place and this dude, he was like a front of house guy and, you know, worked in reservations or whatever. And he, um, he always used to, he just had this really high pitched voice. It was re- it's a little strange because most people in Australia don't really speak in a high pitched voice, but, uh, this guy did. And he, apparently he was from like a country town. So he's like, you know, hey, yeah, mate, um, kind of gruff. And then he went and did a little bit of time in like overseas in Europe and that. And he come back with like a, a posh accent. So, you know, and it more or less came out like, oh, chef, just wondering how long on table 22. It's like, mate, what, what happened? What happened overseas to make you change your whole persona? You know, did you just like really adapt to their way of life? And you just like, yeah, this is this is who I am now. I am more or less British. Anyway, well, you know, I was I was working. It was late. We just got railed on a service, and he, he comes in out of nowhere and he's like, "Oh, excuse me, chef. Can you can you make me a chicken sandwich?" I said, oh, no, not really, mate. And he's like, oh, just take what you have on the pizza section and just put it on a chicken sandwich. I said, oh, mate, you can just go to the canteen and make your own chicken sandwich. Oh, but I don't want that. I want you to make me a chicken sandwich. (laughs) It sounds ridiculous now why I would refuse to make a chicken sandwich, but, you know, it's principle. You know, when you're just getting... You, you can't just order it fair enough. If he let me know like a little bit earlier, you know, there's a time and a place to ask for those things. I mean, you obviously can't ask when I'm busy, but you definitely don't want to ask after I've just been busy, you know, cause then you're just adding to the problem there. You know, you just, are, are, you know, you're just adding and escalating my, my work routine, you know, like now I'm in the routine of packing up, wrapping things up and all that. And then you ask for a, chicken sandwich you know really 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 grinded me you know so anyway i got a little bit cranky but he knew it as well and you know from that on he never asked me for a chicken sandwich but you know a couple of guys who give me a bit of um they give me give me a bit of grief for it you know they're always like oh chef 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 you need a chicken sandwich you know not that he ever did that. Sorry, it's really early. It's not really early, but I'm doing a, a show earlier because I missed out on doing one yesterday. Excuse me, just drinking my coffee. Um, 
I missed out on doing it yesterday because I was just tired. I hadn't I haven't worked this much in a while and I just I just really felt it, you know. You know, like I've I've worked at a lot of places where you just do a lot of hours and that's just what's required of the job. Whether it, you know, management or even just as like a, a pleb, I guess. Not a not a pleb, but like as a as a um chef uh, just as a chef. You know, I always tend to do like, you know, close to 50 hours. And at the, um, this last week, I hadn't done that in a while. So then when I pushed it more than 50, oh, <laughs> I'm reeling. I'm reeling. I couldn't even like work out. I like to work out at least twice a week or three times, but I couldn't even do it. I had to do like half of one. I did about 50 push-ups and then I was done. Done. D-O-N-E. Done. I was finished. Excuse me. Finished. Do you want to hear another story? What do we got time for? Heaps of time. We got so much time. So like in hospitality, pe- people are weird. I'm just going to, I'm just putting it out there. People are weird. I myself was weird before hospitality. So you can, so if anything, it just made me fit in a lot better because I was already weird and I was already a weirdo. Um, weird meaning just not thinking traditionally. That's what I like to think weird is. It's like when you're not a traditional thinker, a traditional thinker would be get a nine to five and, you know, have a family, get married, have a kid, start your life, you know, save up, buy a house. But, you know, a lot of people in hospitality were just weirdos. And for the most part, a lot of us embrace it. I definitely embrace it. Like I said, I was weird before. So um, if anything, I just found a better home. You know, I found an outlet for my weirdness, you know. I'm not like super weird. I'm not like, you know, crazy. I might be a little bit. <laughs> I might be a little crazy, but that's cool too. You know, you embrace it. And um, yeah, I've, I've met some... As you've heard, if you've been listening to this series, I've, I've definitely, um, I've definitely met some characters over the years, for better or worse. You know, I've met some really interesting dudes, uh, male and female. They they comes in all shapes and sizes. They comes they comes in all shapes and sizes. I'm tell I'm telling you, they comes in all shapes and sizes. Um, but anyway, I um, I was working at this one one place and. This dude, he had a, he had like a <laughs> a high pitched voice as well. It was really weird, but he wasn't like British or anything. But he'd always like call out to people, be like, "Sorry, sorry, can you come to the office?" No, nah, that was more like the other guy. But it was um, how 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 did it go? I can't do it now. I'm under the pressure. I'm under the pressure of no pressure, and I can't perform. You know, that's not good. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter, but anyway, he had like a really, it does matter a little bit, but, uh, he used to, he used to do this thing. What do you used to do? He used to, um, used to have this, he old school, he used to have this knife and it was about 45 centimeters long. I'm 
no joke it was about 45 centimeters long and he come down to help and um i was like oh chef i just need you to do this do this squid and <laughs> just need you to cut this squid for me he's like yep yep no worries no worries and he pulls out excalibur <laughs> this massive sword pulls it out and then he, he starts cutting and he's cutting about 10 squid at one time, you know, he's whoosh, 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 you know, cutting it. So he's cutting just so much at one time. And I just remember thinking, what the, what the, what, what's happening? You know, which, which is fine. You know, you, you tend to do, you cut a lot of things in bulk to cut your time in half. Right. But he was cutting it and we just put it into like a tray but he would cut it and then just like move it off the chopping board onto the onto the bench and then cut the next bit, move it onto the bench and then sweep it in the, not sweep it, but like push it into the tray, which I found, you know, remarkably weird. And um, yeah, well, you know, uh, a, a couple of days after we were, I was just listening to music in the in the courtroom, uh, not the courtroom, in the kitchen. Because uh, generally you put on a bit of music and it makes you happy and you know, everybody sings along and it's all like, it just creates like good vibes in the kitchen, I feel. Uh, some people don't like music in the kitchen, but I like it just to, just as background noise, you know, and then when you clean it up or you, you're working by yourself, you can turn it up. But there's other people, you got to respect other people's ear holes. You know, you can't just start blasting techno or like, you know, hardcore rap music or like some really weird pop songs. Like you can't be doing that because you got to have consideration for other people because you have to work with other people in hospitality. You can't just do everything yourself. So I try and build playlists around. I put some songs for me, but then I put other songs for other people. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you know, you know what I mean? Do, do, do you know what I mean? You know? So, um, yeah, anyway, he was, uh, a, a song come on and he just come up to me randomly and he's like, what song was it? It was, um, uh, violent Femmes, um, blister in the sun. And he comes up and he stands like really close next to me. He's like, I used to have a girlfriend that danced around naked to this song every time it would come up. And I was like, <laughs> cool that's um cool and he like did the he did like this weird nod at me i was like yeah that's that's an odd memory to share with like your fellow co-worker um about about a song <laughs> you know that's um that's definitely out there yeah anyway I, it's, it's funny I, I think it's it's probably i think it's funnier than it was because I guess I've got the memory with the guy and the way he came up, it was just so awkward and weird. And he was always like really standoffish and really awkward. He used to like, he had like a weird shoulder. He, yeah. He had like a weird shoulder thing where like his shoulders resting. Would it say that was my alarm? His, um, his shoulders were like resting. Like they were in the shrug position. Like when you shrug up, and it feels like you, the top of your shoulders are like where your earlobes are. That's how you like walked around. <laughs> you can't see me, but I'm doing it. And he's like walking around and his arms are like flailing around. He's like, 
Sam! Sai! Sai! Yeah. Anyway, I use my, I, I, I use that guy, um, Sai as a reference. But um, anyway, he was a weird dude. No, like I said, I've met some weird characters. Um, they don't sound weird unless you're in hospitality and you've worked around those people. They're definitely weirdos. But like I said, a lot of people in hospitality are just weird. Excuse me. That's not like, that's not a stereotype either, I don't think. I think it's just a byproduct of like who gets hired in hospitality. Generally, like the stranger you are, the better you become. You know, the more chance you've got. Because the, the sooner you embrace your odd side, the better, the better, the better chance you have. You start denying, denying yourself and all that kind of stuff. But you start denying who you are, then you, you know, you, you, do you, what am I trying to say? You don't accept who you are, then you're going to have more trouble. So you need to just accept it. Just accept who you are. I do. I'm very happy to be who I am. You know. The more people that do that, it doesn't it doesn't even translate to hospitality. And just in general, if you just accept who you are, then you'll have no problems. The the less time you spend thinking about what other people think of you, the better you'll be. That's that's some real talk. Oh my oh my stars, that's some real talk. <laughs> anyway. Um so have have I got another one? I'll tell you another one, right? So I won't do the voice because the voice is like, yeah, anyway. Um, he, the, this guy I used to work with or work for rather, he, um, he was, he was super weird. I'm telling you, like he was, he was weird. You know, he was like, you ever see that movie Donnie Darko, how it just didn't make sense? That was like him. <laughs> it didn't really make sense. All of it, like his whole being. And um, uh, I remember going into work one day and oh, I was probably about oh, maybe nine o'clock or something like that. And um, I rock up and it's like kind of cool in the kitchen. I was like, Oh, that's weird. Eh? It's, you know, odd for this area. And I walk, I walk around the corner to like the cool room and there's like the cool room open. And this guy is like laying there <laughs> passed out with the cool room door open. And he had like some lamb shanks in his hand. <laughs> He's just laying there passed out. And I'll, I kick his foot and I like, you know, prod him. It's like, mate, wake up. What, what are you doing? And he was like, oh, oh, what's the time? And I was like, oh, mate, it's like 9, 9.30. Oh, I was like, mate, did you fall asleep here? How long have you been here for? He's like, oh, it, it was it was two o'clock last, last time I seen. <laughs> I was like, oh, mate, so you've been laying here since two in the morning. Why? Like, oh, I just, I just wanted some lamb shanks. I, I, I just, I, I was just so hungry. I just, I just got some lamb shanks. And then I must have passed out. <laughs> That's strange. 
I mean, you know, a lot of cool rooms have steps up into the cool room. So he was like on the step where the cold air is like pushing out and he's just sat there to look at this lamb shank or eat this lamb shank. And um, then he's just forgotten to eat it and he's like got sidetracked and passed out because, you know, for one reason or another. Um, I won't go into that, but yeah, it was so it was so weird. <laughs> it's never happened to me before in like all my all my time. Um, so strange. You just don't expect that when you when you walk into a place, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so the the cool room cool rooms generally sit around like three degrees, four degrees, and that's what you want them to maintain like food temperature. And it was, oh, excuse me, I'm so sorry. It was like 20 degrees. And if it'd been on 20 degrees for, um, from 2 a.m. 2 to when I got in, a lot of the food had gone. A lot of the fresh food had just gone. So I had to throw out all this food. And he was like, oh, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? You, you can't, you can't, can't throw out this food. I was like, mate have to otherwise you know we could seriously hurt some people unfortunately i've got to i've got to throw it out i don't like it as much as you mate but you need to not come in here <laughs> and grab a late night snack like go to maccas mate go go somewhere else go to golden arches mate you know don't don't come here and try and eat and spoil all the food now i've got a massive prep day which i did i had a big one anyway so yeah anyway so don't fall asleep in a cool room because it's not fair on your other staff. It's not fair. Anyway, so I was working. I'll just keep telling. I'll just keep telling you story after story, and we'll just see how far we get. So I was working at this place, and they had like a, a staff canteen, a cantina. Well, they had a they had a cantina where you go, you eat some food, you get some drink. You talk to the staff. I don't know why I'm doing like a South American thing. But um, anyway, you go to a canteen. And um, you, you go there and you, and you, and you eat. And as a chef, you, you tend to not eat that much. You just go in there and maybe grab a couple of chips or whatever. And um, anyway, I remember I had to take something in there. And it was like a, it was like a leftover cheese board. Excuse me. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. It was like a leftover cheese board. And uh, I should be using that mute button, eh? I'm not doing it. <laughs> you can just put up with the yawn. And it was like a leftover cheese board and um, that the, the function already paid for and they were just happy to give it to the staff. So we are like, oh, okay, no worries. And then uh, I, I took it down there and it had like a, um, <laughs> a parfait on there. And this lady comes up and she's like, Hey, what's that? And I was like, Oh, it's just, just some parfait. So like, everybody loves parfait. <laughs> and then like, it just walks off and like laughed at my face. Like everybody loves parfait. <laughs> I, was, I was so taken back. Eh? I was like, Oh, Cool. <laughs> yeah, I guess everybody does love a bit of a bit a bit of parfait. You know, that's cool. <laughs> that was so strange. 
People are so odd. Yeah. It's good though. The weirder you are, the better you'll go. I think personally. Yeah. That's why, um, I think I'm, uh, I excel in my career is that, yeah, I'm just a little weird. Too strange to know what is it? Too strange to live, too rare to die. It's a great Hunter S. Thompson once said, rest in power. HST, no one called him that. No one called him that. It's a weird thing in Australia where you start to abbreviate things that you just, you don't need to abbreviate. Like um, um, one, of, one of these places I worked at, um, it was, what was it? It was, I won't say the name, but the, the, um, the first letters of each one was LD. And we used to call it LDB baby. When you're an LDB baby, when you're at LDB baby, you know, for what knows reason, who knows? He said, like, like we had an original burger at another place I worked at. We just called it the OG, <laughs> the original, original gangster, original genius or whatever, you know, you think it stands for. Um, but yeah, it's weird how you just start to read things. It'd be weird if you were calling a ticket. So like when you call a ticket, you generally send new order or check on or, or whatever. And you say what's on the docket. Imagine if you had to read everything on the docket, you'd lose your voice 10 minutes into service. You know, I tend to abbreviate things. Yeah. It's as much as I can, you got to abbreviate it to the point of them understanding, you know, you're not going to say. Um, you're not going to just say the first two letters. Like you're not going to call a Hawaiian pizza a ha, two ha. <laughs> you know that can be. You know you can call it a Hawaii instead of saying a n. But you know, tomato tomato. No, there's no such thing as tomato tomato. <laughs> this um, I used to work with this girl, and she was like, um, she'd always say to oh oh. Oh, chef, chef, have you got some tomatoes? And I said, it's, it's, it's tomato. <laughs> she said, oh, yeah, I just, I just really like tomatoes. And I said, can you just say tomato for me? Tomato. And she was like, tomato. <laughs> I was like, there you go. Now say that. Say, can I have some tomatoes? Oh, can, can I have some tomatoes? I was like, there you go. Of course you can. Of course you can. People think I'm a bit like, um, arrogant for, for doing that, for pulling someone up on their grammar. But I feel like grammar is very, very important, especially if you choose to speak English, you know, like if you spoke Italian, you wouldn't want to have poor grammar. So no one can understand you in Italian. It's the same with English. You don't want to say words specific to your, um, demographic or like your country and then say that over, overseas, you know, like the like we had a portuguese guy come work with us and i would because in australia metaphors and analogies are a big thing you know like um pull more rope than an afghani tugboatman you know like sweating harder than an afghani bricklayer <laughs> you know what i mean like we always just seem to um instead of saying oh it's really hot you know we say you know, an analogy or a metaphor. For some reason, I don't have one for being hot, but, um, or flit out. I'm flit out with two zuper dupers on a, on a summer's day. Flit out. <laughs> um, 
yeah, we tend to just, you know, abbreviate things. And um, yeah, so we had this Portuguese work there and I would be talking to him in all these like weird analogies and metaphors. And he like said to the other Portuguese guys, like the other guy said, oh, hey, going, are you doing well? Like um, you understanding everybody, is everything okay? And he was like, oh, I tell you that's stiff. He, he talked too much. He say a lot of things, but I'm not understanding. He, I just guess. <laughs> he say one thing, and I just guess. He say another thing, and I'm I'm guessing. He tell me to make the bang 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 bang. So I oh I I, I don't know what he want. You know that went a bit. I went a bit of tie a tie. Sorry, that was weird. I won't do that again. Maybe I probably will. You know, you gotta let, you gotta uncage the weirdness sometimes. You just gotta let it out, let it flourish, let it let it bloom. You know. Um. Anyway, so here's a lesson for people that don't speak English as a first language. It's best not to speak um, in analogies and metaphors because they will not understand. Even some some kids don't understand the analogies like uh, as as you know when you put a lot of stuff on a plate some people might say oh mate you got stocks and chips you're trying to give them away to raise the stock price hey you're gonna make a lot of money off giving these people heaps of chips you got stocks and chips bro and i said that to someone and i said do you know what i mean and they said no <laughs> i don't know what you mean i've got no idea what you're saying really <laughs> I said, oh, fair enough. I explained it to them. And I said, oh, oh, it makes sense. I was like, now, you know what I mean? You know? Um, yeah, sometimes the analogy can go too far and the metaphor can be too abstract. That's what you're going to try not to do. It's a, it's a hard balance because I'm a fan of analogies. I really try to have an analogy for everything because it's just, it's, I don't know, it's Australian culture. It's just a nice way to explain things. Yeah. And it's like, it's like Australians were like very happy to confuse the rest of the world. Like that's, that's our superpower is just to confuse everybody <laughs> and just make them think, oh, oh, wow. Those, those Australians, they don't really know what they're, what they're trying to tell, tell you about some, sometimes because they, they say they're flat out like a lizard drinking water, but I, I ain't never seen no lizard drink water. How did they get close to see that that lizard drink the water? How 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 do they know? How how do they how do they know that? How do they know that emus don't fly? Have they studied them? I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you I'll tell you why, you know. Because in America, I think they're quite literal. I think I spoke before that the you know they call like the the pavement the sidewalk. <laughs> So they don't walk on the road. It's the side part where you walk, you know, the side part. Um, yeah, I just don't think they use like analogies. I think they're more like literal. They are quite literal, I think, you know, like, yeah. I don't think they get the, the art of the analogy, which um, I'm quite fond of. So, yeah. That's that then, eh? 
I've um I just want to talk about something really quick because I have to go to work soon. Um, because I'm a working man. Work, working hard. Weaken. I've been working hard these last couple of weeks. Working real hard. Um, but I just wanted to talk about the Oscars, right? So Oscars are coming up. That's a big event for me. I really like the Oscars. Uh, I like the, the lead up to it, the presentation of it, the way... I mean, it's so... Like, um, they definitely play the favorites, you know, yeah, there's obviously like some favoritism in it, but I still enjoy it. Like, I still really, really like it. I don't like how they snub a lot of people. I think, um, yeah, I think, uh, I watched that Ma Rainey's Black Bottom with Chadwick Boseman and Viola Davis, and it would not surprise me if Chadwick Boseman won, um, Best best actor, post-humorous, like Heath Ledger did years and years ago. Um, yeah, it was really good. But I think there's a guy, uh, Delroy Lindo, in The Five Bloods, the, that Spike Lee joint. That's what he likes to call him. I like that. I love it how he calls him a joint. Um, the Spike Lee joint, and he just does such a good job. Like, I, I, I really don't like that he's been like, well, they, have the, they haven't brought out the nominations yet, but it looks like he's probably going to get overlooked, which I'm a bit um, upset about. I'm, I, I'm waiting to see that Minari, the Steve Ewan picture about the Korean family that own, owns a farm back in the in the 80s. And I was just looking at like a short list the other day. And um, yeah, there's some really good, good films. There's that One Night in Miami, that Re- Regina King director movie that should be pretty good i think that's like with the way the world that it is now it's nice to see those pictures coming out and falling to get a lot of traction like yeah there's been a couple of martin uh sorry malcolm x films or like um yeah there's been a couple of like malcolm x films i'm pretty sure pretty sure denzel played malcolm x at one point yeah someone else as well um anyway it's, it's nice to see that they are getting like heaps of traction and they are doing like really, really good. And there's like good hype about them as well, which is really nice. I like the, I like that they, um, they are directed and led by, I shouldn't say black, eh? Sorry. I'm very, I'm very sorry. African, African-American. Um, I don't know why I, I, I said that. Um, Anyway, uh, the the Af- African American, like it's good that they're leading the projects as well. Like I think, what was the one like the color purple? Like it was directed by, oh Spielberg, I think. Yeah, it didn't anyway. It didn't really have the same like volume, I guess. And Regina King, she's been in Watchmen the last couple of years, I think. So it's nice to see her stretch her. Um, directorial muscles, especially on such a prolific um, event, whether it's, I think it's fiction. It's a fictional meeting of where they take place. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because, yeah, uh, I can't really remember anything in history where like Sam Cooke, um, Sam Davis, I think it's Sam Davis, Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X ever met in one spot. I know like Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X like met up a lot of occasions, but in Miami, of all places too, like, 
it's an interesting place to put these four, you know, like civil rights activists, <laughs> prolific civil rights activists anyway. Um, but what I noticed when I was looking at this shortlist, like it's a lot of like years and years ago, it used to be like universal studios, um, like some like Disney, um, Columbia TriStar or like Warner brothers, even like MGM, like a lot of, um, Metro Goldwyn Mayer, uh, <laughs> a lot of these like studios dominated the movie scene and movie presence. And now it's a lot of like streaming service. Like there's three Netflix films that are like nominated and there's like three Amazon ones that are nominated. It's like, it's an Apple as well. It's amazing that how, how the dynamics change like that, not free to air, but like that straight to streaming services are like, you know, uh, have got the, the money and the, and the affordability to create these, you know, awesome movies and have them nominated as well as like quite the achievement. I think, I think the Irishman was one, one of the first like bigger films to like be a straight to, and it, they showed it in cinema too, the, the Irishman. I would like to see it in cinema, but I didn't get the chance, but, um, I'm a big, like, I like a lot of mob movies and mob oriented movies. And I, I think, you know, it's not in the running cause it came out in 2019, but I think the bet, the, the bet, the coolest thing about the Irishman is that it, it definitely like had the same feel as like one of most Martin Scorsese's like earlier films, Mean Streets. And it just felt like, it just felt like in that film, it feels like you're in the neighborhood, you know, like it feels like you're in that part of New York and you're you're living with these people you're not watching them you know a lot of you know when you watch a film you're just observing and you're seeing how they're reacting in that but in like mean streets and even like raging bull like you feel like you're in the film you know you feel like you're a part of it you're not getting told the story it feels like you are in the story and i think that's what the irishman does as well it does like a lot of like it doesn't it, it like it doesn't do the interaction but there's like the part the spoiler alert but there's like a couple of parts where Robert De Niro is like speaking and, um, and he's speaking, he's like narrating, but he's speaking out loud. It's like, he's talking to no one. So it feels like he's talking to you directly, you know, and that's like a, a powerful thing. I think the, the other cool thing is like the, the, um, the special effects, how they just, they didn't hire younger actors. They just got those guys to play it themselves. And then they said, Oh, now you've got to, hop down the stairs and act younger, you know, don't hobble down the stairs like you're, you know, 76 or however old they are. Now, I thought that was quite interesting as well to have them, um, to have them, uh, do that. And that just speaks to their expertise as well. And their and their they're like acting moxie, <laughs> they gusto, you know what I mean? Like I couldn't act for let's say the film, let's say it's filmed for like 60 days, nonstop filming, right? I, I could act one day, 70, but I'm not an actor or a paid professional, <laughs> you know? Oh, I couldn't do that. I don't think so. Mm. Anyway, so it was like um, that one night in... Uh, one night in Miami is like an Amazon picture 
and then Ma Rainey's is Netflix, and then The Five Bloods, like, hopefully gets nominated, and that's Netflix as well. And there's another Netflix one, another Amazon one as well, I think. The Tom Hanks one, I think that's an Apple one. Um, there's another one. I think The Father. It's that new Anthony Hopkins one. He deserves another one before he passes. That'd be three. That might tie with Meryl Streep. I think Meryl Streep's got three. She might have four. Mm, she got one for... Oh, I don't know if she got one for playing the Iron Lady. She might have. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I'm excited for the Oscars. I can't wait. I can't wait to see. I really want Del Rey... I'm, might start campaigning for Del Roy Lindo because he got snubbed at the Golden Globes and the um, the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Like he didn't even get a nomination for, at, at those. So that, but he got nominated for a BAFTA. So that keeps him in the running. You know, I really hope he gets it because it's an awesome movie. Chadwick Boseman's in that one as well. But yet he just does such a good job, and it's just really, really good. Yeah, that's my recommendation. Go watch The Five Bloods on Netflix out now. It's a great movie. If you like an intriguing movie about, you know, like that Vietnam kind of setting, like it's it's just cool, yeah. So here we go. We're at the end of the show now. Now it's time for everybody's favorite little bit. That old shameless plug. Look, if you do, if you are enjoying the show and you want more hospitality-based content or or uh, or even film or TV or movies, you know, feel free to leave a leave a positive review on iTunes or Google or uh, Spotify. I'm pretty sure you, you can't leave a review on Spotify. Maybe you can. I'm not really sure, um, but you can you can always send an email as well to mymindpodcast at gmail.com or you can follow this on uh, Instagram with, which is mymindpodcast with no vowels M-Y-M-N-D-P-D-C-S-T almost threw in a vowel there but you can you can follow it there and you can follow this journey I started a Facebook page as well now um, you can it's called My Mind with Stefan Taylor it's like an official kind of page I don't know too much about it yet. I'm, I'm getting there. Give me time. Give me time to have this grow. It's just family and friends here at the moment. So shout out to them. And uh, thank you to, I just want to say thank you to, um, the user was a bunch of letters, but they said it's a great and honest, it's a great listen and an honest podcast. So like, thank you for that. And I appreciate the five stars. Five stars goes a long way. The more people review it and the more people five star it the more people get to hear it and get to hear these lovely stories about hospitality life and the the life of of a normal person that's what i think that what should resonate here is that you know a a regular i won't say normal but like a regular person i'm not some person fighting for fame or like fighting for dollars i'm just like doing this because i like doing it and if you guys like hearing it then you can also go to rate this podcast backslash forward slash backslash my mind with uh Stephen taylor you can go there and just you, you you go in there and you follow the prompts and you can review it on there as well so yeah 
Thank you. Thanks all for listening. I'm sorry it's only a short one. It's only been a short one these last couple of, um, these last two, because I'm just, um, I'm trying to work out my schedule again, which is um, a bit, bit, bit hairy, but it's, it's okay. Uh, we're going to make it. We're going to be there and we're going to make it. So thank you all for listening and we'll catch up soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>